You're listening to the Sean Light Podcast, a show dedicated to helping fitness business owners escape the chaos of entrepreneurship, simplify the process, and finally grow their business revenue to six figures and beyond. And beyond. This show is about giving the frustrated entrepreneur straightforward solutions and giving you a real-time window into how Sean is building his company, 4A Health, into a seven-figure business. And now, your host, Sean Light. All right, ladies and gentlemen, guess what time it is. You already know it's time for the Sean Light Podcast, and guess what? 365 days ago. I set out on this journey. I was going to record a podcast every single day for an entire year. There were haters. There were doubters. They didn't think I could do it. But here we are, 365 days later, every single day for an entire year. At 6 o'clock in the morning, I released a brand new podcast. And today is the culmination of that entire journey. Uh, And... For those of you who have been with me along this along this crazy, this freaking crazy ride, uh, what I wanted to do for this particular episode, and this is the most I've prepared for any episode uh, out of the 365s, what I wanted to do is I wanted to break it down to everything that I thought was important in this episode. I wanted to recap the year. I wanted to go over what I learned, all right, and I put down 10 things that I learned over the course of 365 days about how to build a business, how to succeed in business, podcasting, all that stuff. And then I, and then I, and then I have a section at the, towards the end of today's podcast where I wrote what people want to know. Like, what would you, the listener, want to know about, about, this, about this journey? And like, was it worth it? Uh, you know, for those of you who have really been with me from the beginning, I started this because I read a book by Russell Brunson that said, and I'll, and I'll get to this, uh, but he said that if you, if, you, if you record a podcast and release it every single day for an entire year, you'll never have to worry about money again. I said, say no more, let's go. And here we are 365 days later. At the end of the episode, I'm gonna tell you whether it worked or whether it did not. Um, so I put down what people wanna know. I have four things I think everybody's gonna wanna know after 365 straight days of podcasting. And then at the end, I have the bottom line the culmination of it all, what I've learned, what's important. And over the last 365 days of soul searching, building a business, growing, podcasting, what I want you, the listener, to, listener to know the bottom line that's coming at the end. So guys, uh, thank you so much for being here. Truly, truly thank you for the last 365, for the last year, guys, I've just been sitting in front of my computer, sitting in front of this microphone, a uh, couple episodes, holding the phone up to my mouth, uh, iPod earphones. Uh, now I've actually transitioned to a new office over the last year, uh, where I'm now in this extra room in my apartment and I have the, I have the ring light on. It's so freaking hot out. Uh, so the people watching on YouTube, that's why I got the tank, the Jordan tank on showing off the guns. Uh, brand new office. And the first thing I want to do is I want to go over the statistics. So for 365 consecutive days, I've recorded a podcast. And ironically, we have 36.5 thousand plays on my podcast, 365. How about that? Uh, So we have 36.5 thousand downloads on my podcast. We have, oh, I just lost it on my phone. Okay. We have viewers from, or listeners from the United States, the United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, Russia, Norway, Ireland, Singapore, Germany, Spain, Turkey, India, Libya, Mexico, Denmark, Slovenia, Sweden, Puerto Rico, Croatia, the Philippines, Brazil, Belgium, Austria, Lithuania, France, Czech Republic, the Netherlands, Finland, Egypt, Greece, Luxembourg, Israel, Italy, Portugal, Poland, Vietnam, Armenia, South Africa, South Korea, Malaysia, New Zealand, Japan, Chile, Iran, Switzerland, Saudi Arabia, Indonesia, Thailand, 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 Peru, Iceland, uh, Heshemite Kingdom of Jordan. Okay, I didn't know that was the name of it. Uh, Morocco, guys. I mean, absolutely, how unbelievably incredible is that that we've been able to, from my bedroom to my now my office uh, during the COVID pandemic, we've been able to genuinely reach all, literally all over the world uh, from the power of the internet. And if that alone doesn't show you the power of something like podcasting. Uh, I, I really don't, I really don't know what will. Uh, so 36.5, 36 and a half thousand downloads, a whole bunch of countries. Um, 
it's been a wild ride. What I wanted to do the next, the next, this next segment, is I want to throw out a couple thank yous uh, over the last 365 days uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, but I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to, I got a bunch of people I want to thank for, for being with me on this journey. The first, per, first people I want to thank is my family, my mom, my dad, uh, my sister, my brother, uh, avid listeners. You know, I think that, you know, everybody, when they start a business, really the only people liking your stuff and listening to your stuff is your mom, your dad, and your family and your close friends. And uh, I want to thank them. Thank each one of them for listening. I know that they're always following along and uh, listening to the episodes and try to keep it PG because I knew my mom and my dad were listening. Uh, but, you know, I think hopefully for them, you know, they're always, they're always a little upset that I don't call enough, but hopefully this was a, a little bit of a bridging the gap on, on what's going on in my business so they can, so, so maybe I can uh, fill them in on, on everything that's happening uh, while maintaining my suspicious call schedule. So thank you, mom, dad, Colleen, Patrick, thank you for all that. Uh, specifically, a quick emphasis on thanking Patrick here, my brother, Pat Light, ex-Major League Baseball player. Uh, he's also doing a podcast uh, and we both started the podcast during COVID. And one of the interesting things about doing a podcast, especially from home, is People can hear you, right? And when you first start, like the first day on day one, when I first started my podcast and I was like, you know, hey, what's up going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Sean Light Podcast. It was weird. It was awkward. It was uncomfortable. It was embarrassing. Uh, and he was recording a podcast on the other side too. Uh, so, so, you know, it made it a lot more acceptable around the house to be recording podcasts. Nobody's making fun of each other. Nobody's trying to rub it and, you know, make you embarrassed about, about, trying to improve yourself. And it's been, it's been a pleasure to live alongside him as he's trying to grow his own business. And uh, his podcast is called Sorry, We're Closed. Check it out. He's building an unbelievable business. He's really good at, he's really good at what he does. Very impressed with him as an entrepreneur. So thank you uh, to my family. I want to thank my beautiful girlfriend, Stephanie, who is the number one listener of the podcast. I don't care what anybody else says, because she's the one who had to listen to them all live as they were being recorded. The few times that I did multiple takes, uh, she was there for it uh, and supportive along the way. And, you know, I think, look, when anybody in business, business is tough, business is challenging, you have to do things that are awkward and uncomfortable. And, uh, you know, it's, it's having a support system around you, people in fitness, like, you know, this, you know, that the people who are successful, are the people with, uh, supportive support systems, supportive support systems. Uh, and that's been, that's been awesome for me along this journey. It's, it's, it's certainly outside of my comfort zone, it's something that was uncomfortable. And I didn't really want to do, uh, but I thought it was going to be something that was going to benefit me in the long run. So I did it and I appreciate or appreciate Stephanie for, uh, for doing that. I want to thank my, one of my best friends of all time, Kevin Tarka. Uh, if you guys don't know, Kevin, he's a, he's a professional basketball, a, a professional basketball agent, uh, and college teammate of mine at Quinnipiac, uh, and Kevin is in the midst of his own journey of his own journey to 365. He's the only other person that I know that's doing it. Um, he's on like episode 250 or something like that. An absolute killer in the field. He's been promoting it way better than I have. And it's been awesome to have a brother in arms on the journey along the way. So Kevin, thank you. I also want to thank, and this is, this is really important to me. So I want to thank Alex Angar uh, and Will Boyd. Uh, these were, these were two guys, two unbelievable, unbelievable guys that I linked up with a long time ago. I linked up with Will a long time ago and reconnected with him over the last 365 days. Uh, and they've had as much of an impact on my business, uh, you know, as, as anybody. I mean, truly, they were just genuinely wonderful people that showed me the light and, and had gone through the challenges themselves and uh, explained so much to me, helped me with so much. Uh, and I can confidently say that the success that I have found over the last year would not have been possible without Alex and Will. So just a huge, massive thank you to those two guys. And I don't know if they'll ever listen to this podcast, but they, they deserve some, they deserve some love. So I appreciate it. Uh, now to, to two people that I'm pretty sure are never going to listen to this, but had a huge impact on my, on my career thus far. And especially the last 365 days, uh, number one is roughly. Russell Brunson, the co-founder of ClickFunnels. Uh, if you guys are in business, you've probably seen his ads before. Uh, I, I have many, many, many references to him over the last 365 days. Uh, and I have learned more about business from Russell Brunson than probably anybody else, anybody else in business. Uh, I've read, I've read three or four of his books. I've taken a bunch of his courses. I'm thinking about going to his, his seminar down in uh, Orlando in September. Uh, and 
he was originally, ironically, the person who said, I read multiple times his books. And I actually saw it in one of his virtual seminars. If you record a podcast every single day for an entire year, you'll never have to worry about money again. On that note, I actually have it. If you guys are, if you guys are watching on YouTube, I'm holding this book up, Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson. Uh, and I, I, this morning when I was preparing for this episode, I went in to find the, the exact quote. And it goes like this. If you can publish every day for if you can publish every day for a year, you'll never have to worry about money problems again. During the process, you will find your voice and your audience will have time to find you. Uh, and then he goes into uh, one of my friends, Nathan Berry, wrote this, pot, this post on his website recently, endure long enough to get noticed. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's, well, you'll stay tuned to the end of the episode to figure out uh, if it's true or not. But I want to thank Russell Brunson, whether he sees it or not, I'll put it out into the universe, uh, send him some love. He's a good, good man from what I can tell. Uh, and he is He's just constantly over-delivering and providing and being an incredible role model for, for entrepreneurs like myself. Uh, I encourage everybody to check out what he does. Uh, on the back end of people that are never going to probably listen to this podcast, but hopefully he does, uh, is Tony Robbins. For those of you who have been with me through the 365 days, man, has this guy had an impact. I actually believe that Tony Robbins that following him as like my North star is, is going to take, is going to bring me home. It's going to take me exactly where I need to go. Uh, he talks about how success leaves clues. He talks about so much, but he talks about how success leaves clues and, and watching his business and watching what he's doing and trying to replicate it and figure out, you know, the nuances behind it. I just can't even express to you how valuable his material and his commitment, his passion to what he does and the impact it's had on me as a human being, entrepreneur, person, businessman, salesman, you name it. Uh, and, you know, I, he's some, he's, I mean, if there's anybody that who's like my role model in business, it's Tony Robbins and uh, just remarkably grateful for, for what he's done. And then the last, last, but certainly not least, I want to thank you. I want to thank you, the listeners, uh, you know, every single day, uh, you know, the night before I'd really, I'd schedule a podcast to, to come out the next day. And, Every single day when I'd wake up, you know, I'd check it out. Yeah, I didn't check the statistics every single day. But when I did, when I did check it out in the mornings, there invariably there would be 12, 15, 20 people that would listen every single morning. And it just blew me away that every single day there were people out there that were starting their day with a daily dose of Sean Light. Uh, and I thank you for for being there. Uh, I I really truly tried to give you the raw in-person you know, breakdown of what was going on in my career and what I was going through when I was scared, when I was, uh, you know, when I was nervous, when I was doing things that were when I was taking risks. I wanted you guys to be there with me so you could see it because I knew how important that was in business. And I know that the people that are going to continue to listen to this over the many years and centuries, decades that the podcast remains on the internet, the value will only compound over time. Uh, but for the people who are here from the beginning, uh, I hope that you were able to gain a lot of value and were able to change some things uh, along the way, you know, I, th these, these podcasts, this would be just me talking to myself if, if it wasn't for you guys. Uh, thank you for your support. Everybody who shared the podcast on their stories, everybody who liked and subscribed. I know I asked a bunch at the end of episodes and I know that there's a handful of subscri subscribes and some uh, reviews and ratings and stuff like that. Uh, I, I mean, that's just so helpful. And so I'm so grateful for the effort and the, you know, you guys, you guys doing that. It's been it's been it's been a truly amazing ride. So I wanted to thank everybody there and make sure I make sure I did that to to kick off the episode. Now, to the next part of the to the next part of episode three hundred and sixty five. Gosh, I can't I can't believe I'm here. I actually feel bad. Uh, you know, specifically for the listeners who are listening every single day. Tomorrow is going to be the first day that I don't release a podcast in a year. I feel bad. Like I feel like I'm leaving you hanging, man. But uh, yeah, I, there's just we're taking the net in the business, and what we're what we're probably going to do. Uh, and let me check out the dates here. Most likely, the next podcast is going to come out on July 12th. Probably take a week. I want to get some stuff ready. I already have guests completed podcasts that are ready to come out. And I'm probably going to do two episodes a week. One to start your day week on Monday, probably one to like finish it probably on Thursday would be my guess. I could see myself doing a possible Monday, Wednesday as well. Um, not sure. Uh, but I think that the 12th is, did I have that right? 
the 12th. Yes, Monday the 12th is probably going to be the next podcast. Uh, and I'd like to go a little bit more in depth. I'd like to not make them so quick. Uh, and certainly with the guests, I, I, you know, I want to be able to bring other people in and see, see other people's opinions. We're bringing in great strength coaches too. Um, Alex Effer, Connor Harris, uh, Neil Hallen already on the board. Uh, got one of my old clients, Julian Towns, coming in tomorrow. Uh, really excited for you guys to hear his story and hear how he's grown his business over the last, you know, five, four or five months. Uh, I think he'll be a great resource for everyone to hear how they're kind of making it in the business world. So, uh, so that's where that's the next step for the podcast. So, moving into the next segment, I want to talk. I want now everything that I learned over the course of the last 365 days. And I have 10 things. I had the list a little bit bigger, but obviously there's a ton of stuff that I've learned, but I wanted to make it, I wanted to make it concise and I wanted to make it almost really like what I've learned throughout, like somewhat tangentially at the, at the very least related to, to doing this podcast. So the first thing that I've learned over the last 365 days is that there is a lot more to business than what meets the eye. And the perfect example is what I've been talking about in like three episodes ago, talking about uh, Tony Robinson and how maybe this is what I'm, my intuition is saying that that is not a profitable venture for him. Rather, it's just a elongated sales technique uh, to get people educated, energized, uh, and in the right psychology to buy the things that really matter, to understand that 80% of your profit is probably going to be coming from 20% of your customers. And how do you maximize that? And how do you build a business that caters to that 20%? There's a lot of structural things uh, that, that go into business, uh, which really leads me into, my, into the second thing that I've learned is be expensive. And this was a challenge for me as it is a challenge for you most likely. Uh, but at the end of the day, business is about structure and math. And I've said this a lot throughout the podcast. There are three things, there are three areas of, there are three areas of finances that need to be covered through your rev business revenue. You need to be able to cover your own personal expenses, your home, your car, electric at home, personal bills, all those things, right? You need to be able to cover that. You need to be able to cover your working expenses, your rent, uh, your equipment, uh, credit card processing fees, CRM, software, that kind of stuff. You need to be able to cover that. And then you need to have working capital. Working capital is simply money that's left over that can grow your business, that you can put into ads, that you can do to hire somebody, that you can invest in assets of the business to allow your revenue, bottom line revenue to grow. Uh, and the problem is, is that most of us, especially in our industry, we just open a business as a strength and conditioning coach. And we don't really have business experience. We don't have any capital. We're just kind of going off of our savings. And if you're doing it that way, it's unlikely for you to find success at moderate to low price points because you absolutely, if you don't, if you can't cover those three things, there's, there's nothing that can save your business. No amazing amount of service can uh, overcome a mathematical, a numerical mandate in business. You just have to be able to cover those things. Otherwise, the business can't grow. And if the business can't grow, it's dying, right? And the other side of it is the structural component. Now, most people would is they start in with a low ticket offer because they're new and they're just starting and they need to, they were trying to compete. So they try to compete on price. But the problem is, is that when you start there, when you start with a low barrier offer, you are putting yourself in a position as a strength coach, who's new to business, who's not good at sales. You're putting to a position where you have to sell a billion, 50 packages a month consistently in order to cover those three things. The problem with that is that's unrealistic. It's unreasonable for us to expect a bad salesperson, which you are, no offense, but you are because you're new and you're a strength coach. You're not a salesperson, you're not a salesperson by profession. You haven't put in the time, the effort, the resources, taking the education and got the experience to become good at sales. So it's unreasonable for us to expect you to make those 50 sales every month to cover those three things. That's a problem. But when you structure the business the right way and worry about the expensive, it puts you in a position where you only need to sell five things a month or three things a month. It becomes a lot more reasonable. Yes, it's more expensive. Yes, it's a little scary. But of course, you can do it. Of course, you can do it. You just have to learn how to sell things. So the second thing that I've learned is that be expensive. And then the caveat to that is that business is about, business is about structure and it's about math. The numbers have to work. They just have to work. And you have to structure it in a way that makes strategic sense based on you, the entrepreneur. 
And that's wildly important. Wildly important. Okay. Number three. This was a late addition, but super important is that you have to find a way to turn your money into more money. The hardest thing I've said this before, the hardest thing I've ever had to do as an entrepreneur is reinvest my money, is reinvest capital, my earnings, especially when I started making money. I spent so much time as a broke entrepreneur struggling to make ends meet and being scared at the first of the month that when I finally started making good money, I had to reinvest it back into the business so that I could make even more money, so that I could learn how to grow my revenue stream even more. And that was challenging to invest in coaching, to invest in courses, to invest in expensive seminars and trips and no events that allowed me to learn how to increase my revenue. If I had never done that, I would never be where I am, right? It's, uh, it's, the, it's, the, uh, it's the Grant Cardone strategy of just stay broke. As an entrepreneur, you just want to stay broke as much as you can. Just take the profits and throw it back into the business back in your education until you hit like 100K a year or 200K a year or something. I don't remember what number he says. But once you hit that number, then you can start doing other things like investing in real estate or things that matter, right? Right now, we understand that investing in real estate, stocks, REITs, Bitcoin, whatever, like those are some vehicles that can make us a lot of money. But if you don't have a lot of money to invest, they, it, it doesn't make like you can't actually make a big return on those things. So you need to work up to the point where you have that money to be able to throw into those into those ventures. Until then, you have to keep reinvesting and reinvesting and reinvesting to your current revenue stream is bigger and better and up to the point where you can actually do those things. So you have to find a way to turn your money into more money. How can you, if you have 5,000 bucks in the bank, how can you turn it into 10,000? Is it a course that you need to take? Is it a coach that you need to hire? Is it a networking event that you need to go to? What can you do to take that $5,000 and turn it into a $10,000 while minimizing the downside as well? Don't just throw it into Bitcoin. What can you do? It's one of the hardest things for strength and conditioning coaches, fitness entrepreneurs to accomplish. And that is how can you, how can you comfortably, like it's very hard, comfortable, like uh, emotionally to invest that money, whatever you have left over to stay broke and to stay in that broke standpoint. But my mindset was always, look, for so long, I know what it's like, I know how to manage that, that world. And if, if I can just stay there a little bit longer, I can increase the bottom line over time and I can keep going and going and going. I'm still doing that to this day, no matter whether or not I have quote unquote money problems after doing 365 days of podcasting or not, I'm still doing that to this day. I'm still looking at when I have uh, a good amount of money in the bank account, how can I take that and turn it into more money? What, where can I put it to get it back? Do I need to learn more things? Do I need more business strategy? Do I need more education? Do I need to better be a better salesman? Do I need to put it into advertising? Do I need to hire a new coach? What can I do to do that, right? And guys, I've spent, I've swiped my credit card when I didn't have the money in the bank. I've hired a $5,000 coach when I had $2,000 in my bank account. And I knew that I had 30 days to pay it back. And another 30 days, the credit card would give me without interest, without interest. And I took a chance. I did my due diligence. I, I, I looked at these guys and I, I said, I, I trust them. I think that they can show me what to do. And I just took the leap. I jumped, I went for it. Uh, and we'll see at the end of the episode, whether or not it worked. Okay, number four on the list. Business is a psychology game. Business is a psychology game. If there's any takeaway that you guys have had, that you guys have been able to receive over the last year, if you've been with me, you know the, the thing I talk about more than anything else is the psychology of business. Emotion is everything. Emotion is absolutely everything when it comes to business. There's a, now I will admit there are some strategic things, especially from that structural and the mathematical side of things. There are some, there is some strategy that we have to understand, but all of the struggles that you're, that you're faced with is an emotional challenge. Guys, when you, most of us know what to do, you know what to do. If you're having a business, if your business is stalling, you know what to do. Just emotionally, it's hard because it's pulling you back. There's a gravity towards the path of least resistance. There's a gravity back towards Netflix. There's a gravity back towards Xbox. There's a gravity back to Instagram. There's a gravity back to learning versus executing. There's a point of least resistance. Or I'm sorry, there's a point of diminishing returns in education. At some point, you just have to execute. And I've talked about that as well over the last 365 days. The number one, 
if you don't manage your own psychology, the chokehold, Tony says all the time, the chokehold of almost every business on the planet is the psychology of the entrepreneur, is the psychology of the leader. Think about anything that needs to be done in business. It is your psychology that stands in the way. Maybe you're unwilling to take the risk. Maybe you're too nervous about putting that kind of money into ads. Maybe you aren't productive enough. Maybe you aren't consistent enough. Maybe you aren't as much of an entrepreneurial go-getter as you need to be. It's psychology. Guys, uh, actually, before I started the podcast, and I'm sure I've talked about this, I was sitting on my couch and my business sucked. It sucked. It was stalling. It wasn't making any money. It was terrible. And I knew that I was doing things every single day that was not serving my business. I was playing video games. I was going, I was watching Netflix. I was on Instagram. I was doing all of those things that I knew, I damn well knew that I shouldn't do. But guess what? I kept doing them. I kept doing them and I kept doing them. And that's, I remember sitting on my couch, it was like 4.30, 4.45 in the morning. I was like, why do you keep doing that when you know it's not serving you? When you know it's not taking you to where you need to be? Why do you keep doing that, Sean? And I kept asking myself, I was like a little kid, why, why, why? And I got down to the baseline of it all. And it was at my mind. Some switch was flipped in my mind that was making me want to do that and not do the things that were going to serve my business. And then I said in that moment, the only thing standing in my way of where I want to be is my own psychology, my mind. And I have to find a way to master my mind. That's when I went out and bought How to Own Mind by Napoleon Hill. And I went in. I went crazy. I disciplined myself. I built that muscle over time. I just kept giving it repetition and repetition. And I built it and I built it and built it. That's the game I played. Business is a psychology. Stop looking for the strategy. Stop looking for the tactics. They're out there. We'll give them to you. But what you're really after is the psychology. Why do you think Gary V? Why do you think Russell Brunson? Why do you think Tony Robbins got to where they are? It wasn't because they stumbled upon the Holy Grail book, the Bible of of entrepreneurship, it's because their psychology is built different than your psychology. And the beautiful thing about that, it's not like sports. If I want to become like LeBron James, tough noogies, it's not going to happen. But if I want to be a great entrepreneur, if I want to change my mind, I can do that. The brain is a beautiful thing. Psychology is a beautiful thing. Neuroplasticity, simply just building more neural neocortical associations will do that for you. It's called habits, building habits. First step is recognizing and and identifying that that is the problem. The second step is having the balls to do something about it. Having the courage to stand up and make a change. That's tough. Fight your emotions off. That's hard. Number four, business is a psychology. Number five, resistance comes in many forms. What you as an entrepreneur need to become is somebody who is habitually overcoming resistance. Today, it's hot. Today, I was in the city with a, at a meeting and I had to come back and I still have to record. It's 7.19 p.m. when I'm recording this. I don't want to do this. It's my last one. I've done 364 of these damn things, right? Like I got, I, look, but I have to fight that off. It's hot as hell in my room right now. It's got to be 80 degrees in my apartment. I got to fight that off. But it also comes when the alarm goes off in the morning and I don't want to get out of bed when the NBA playoffs is on tonight but I have stuff I need to do. When my friends are going out to, to go out bars on the weekends, but I have, I have documents I got to write. I got clients I need to help. Resistance comes in many forms. When I'm walking down the street and there's, a, there's an advertisement, walking through Times Square, there's blinking lights. I want to look at it. That's resistance taking you off of your focus. Resistance comes in many forms. There's a great book by Napoleon Hill called Outwitting the Devil. You want to learn about how resistance comes in many forms? Read Outwitting the Devils. Read Outwitting the Devil. There's another great book, uh, the, War, the War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Another amazing book to talk about why we don't do what it is that we know we're supposed to do. Resistance comes in many forms. Taking you away from what you want to do. There's a constant pull. Outwitting the devil talks about how the devil, the evil in this world, is constantly pulling at you through fear, through doubt, through procrastination. It's using all of these tools to take away what you could become, to limit your potential, to limit your growth. And if you're not chronically, habitually somebody who's overcoming resistance, 
your business is going to struggle. Maybe the most important, the most important activity that you could do after this pot, after having listened to this podcast is to identify when resistance is popping up in your head and to, and to fight through it, to overcome it and do that habitually. For those of you watching in my pocket at all times, I have this note card it says resistance comes in many forms because I need to make sure that I'm always aware when I don't want to do something. How about when I'm done with this? I got a lot of stuff that I need to do. Am I going to go sit down, relax, have a cup of water and watch the NBA playoffs? Or am I going to get back to work? Am I going to publish this? I'm going to, am I going to get my team on this stuff to edit it? What am I going to do? Resistance comes in many forms. And if you're not habitually overcoming that, we have a problem. On the other side of my note card is number six. How you do anything is how you do everything. One of the really interesting things that I learned from working in the NBA was that these guys are who they are all, all, all the time, 100% of the time. They are who they are. They don't have on and off switches. One of the interesting things that I kind of picked up was that we as normal folks, civilians, we don't understand how somebody in the NBA could blow all their money. With all that money, how could you do that, right? But on the court, they're risk takers. On the court, they are assassins. They're ice cold when, when, when the game is on the line. That's abnormal. That's not normal. That's not a normal psychology. And when they're off, when they're off the court, that psychology persists. And they don't care on the court. They don't care off the court. That's why so many professional athletes are so prone to are so prone to blowing their money is because that's just who they are. How you do anything is how you do everything. If you are a inconsistently healthy eater, you are probably an inconsistently an inconsistently uh, producing entrepreneur. If you don't have the discipline to work out every day, you probably don't have the discipline to overcome resistance as an entrepreneur. How you do anything is how you do everything. I learned that from Jesse Itzler, uh, co-owner of the Atlanta Hawks, ironically, uh, married to Sarah Blakely, founder of Spanx, and an incredible entrepreneur, both of them incredible entrepreneurs. Uh, and when you start looking at everything in your life, you start realizing that your relationships, your you know, how friendly you are, your ability to go network with people, your ability to build a business, the detail that you put into things, the diligence, uh, are you rushing things? How you do anything is how you do everything. That's number six. Let me get a, let me, let me get a drink of water here. I'm sweating like a dog up here. Okay. Number seven, that water was unbelievable. Oh, God, that's awesome. Okay, number seven. Over the last 365 days, I worked with a ton of entrepreneurs to help them build their business. And through that process, I have learned that there are two main sticking points, challenging parts of, of building a business that almost every single entrepreneur has. There's two things that hold you up and trip them up and make it tough. Two things. The first is your personal systems. This is the foundation of, of entrepreneurship. It is how well are you taking care of yourself? How you do anything is how you do everything. How well are you able to produce Every single day as an entrepreneur, when you first start a business, especially if you're a solo entrepreneur, which many of us are, when you're a solo entrepreneur, you are your business. Every single day, you have to be on, you have to be alert, you have to have energy, you have to have vitality, you have to be driving your business forward every day if it's not growing. This is where your personal systems come into play. This is why it's so important for you to lock in on your health, for your workouts, your diet, your nutrition your hydration, all of those things become wildly important when you step into the game of entrepreneurship because you can't afford to not have a great day. You can't afford to be off. You can't afford to not be managing yourself. This is why over the course of the last 365 days, I've, um, I've always been a member of the gym, but I started, I started uh, really programming my workouts instead of just going in there and doing random stuff. I've been trying to push my body 
to get better every single day. That's why I picked up running. That's why I picked up sprints, hill sprints, outdoors, up this huge freaking hill. Okay, that's why I picked those things up. That's why I started ordering every, every Thursday, I order 10 new meals for the next week. This way I can, I can stay on top of my nutrition because I hate cooking. And then every time I do, it sucks and I don't want to do it and I end up getting takeout. So I, I found a healthy meal prep place that delivers me 10 meals every single week. Every single Monday, I get 10 new meals and I can, I can, uh, uh, I can I put it in the microwave, heat it up and I got vegetables, I got meat, I got everything, all the good stuff that I need. I can make my own smoothies. Those are easy. Uh, I invested in my nutrition. This is why I downloaded the sleep tracker app. This is why I downloaded the HRV app. This is why I customized my Apple Health app so that I could manage my metrics, so that I can manage my HRV score. My HRV has gone up significantly since I started me me measuring it. What gets measured, what gets what gets measured, gets managed. Tim Ferriss. My resting heart rate has gone down. Uh, all of my metrics have gone have, have improved dramatically after I started measuring. And guess what? I feel way better. I'm in. I'm. I, if you guys listen to my bachelor party. Uh, my bachelor party podcast a couple of days ago, I, I, I am intolerant. I am, I will not settle for feeling like crap. And man, that's just so important. It's just so important to manage that. So the first sticking point of every entrepreneur is managing yourself. Most of people throw that to the side. They stop, they neglect taking care of themselves and they kind of embrace the grind mentality of entrepreneurship uh, and they lose sight of the things that really matter. And once you, once, you, once you dive back in, become more vital, you have more energy. People see that. People, people, uh, people feel that. They resonate with on your sales calls. That, that You feel that. You feel that energy. Every single day when I come on here, you feel my energy. It's because I'm with, I'm freaking doing it every single day. And I make sure that I get my sleep, my rest, my nutrition, my hydration, my HRV scores. I push my body. I freaking do it. Let's go. And the second sticking point of every entrepreneur is lead generation. What I learned over the course of the last year is that business success, success in business is a straight line. Find the, oh, I'm sorry, create a product or service. Now I want you to picture this in a straight line. Create a product or service that actually solves a problem. Find the customer, talk to the customer, uh, sell the customer, deliver the product or service. That's it. It's a straight line. It's not hard. If I see somebody on the street, if I want to sell a personal training package, I see somebody on the street. I walk up to, I already have, I'm a personal trainer. I have the product. I walk up to them. I say, Hey, do you want personal or like, Hey, what's going on? What do you do for fitness? And they're like, Oh, not a whole heck of a lot right now. Uh, but I'm curious. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. You know, I'm a personal trainer. I, I do this stuff and I, you know, we're offering a free week. If you want to come in and check it out, he's like, wow, that's amazing. I'd love to do that. Let's try it out. Boom. Delivered the service. That's a straight line. Now, of course, that's the best case scenario. And we know that it doesn't work that way, but that's how the game works. Your buyers are out there. You just have to find them. But the interesting thing about each step along that process is emotionally, physically, psychologically, that's hard. It makes us uncomfortable. It makes us uncomfortable to just go approach somebody. It makes us uncomfortable to go door to door. It makes us uncomfortable to step outside of our comfort zone and do the things that we already know we're supposed to do. Go set up a booth at a local AAU basketball tournament to go meet other businesses and, and network with PTs and chiropractors and all the things that makes us uncomfortable. So we complicate it. We think that there's some strategy. We hope that there's some strategy, some blueprint that we might be able to find, that somebody might be able to tell us in a book on Amazon. If I look hard enough, I might be able to find one. So you make it really complex. You build these elaborate systems. And at the end of the day, you got nothing. And it brings you right back to where you were, where you haven't gone out and talked to the customer. Lead generation is that sticking point because it makes you uncomfortable. When Remember when I said earlier that business was an emotional game? If I told you right now that you got to go start cold, cold approaching uh, people or you know, businesses or cold approaching people at a, at a basketball game, at a basketball tournament, how does that make you feel? When you think about putting yourself in that, it makes you uncomfortable. You feel that in your gut. Those are your emotions. That's the emotions trying to deter you, outwitting the devil. That's, that's the fear trying to, trying to limit your potential. That's literally, dude, that's literally what's happening. That's the game. And if you can fight through that, you'll win. Business is psychology. It's emotional. Those are the two sticking points, personal systems and lead generation. If you can tackle those things, the rest of it will probably take care of itself. Okay. Number eight of what I have learned over the last 365 days of podcasting is that we are all afraid of success. 
And not in the sense that you think that you are, that you, not in the sense that you first think. You're not afraid that a million dollars isn't going to be that awesome. We all know that if we got a million dollars, it would be amazing. But what you're afraid of is what getting and achieving that a million dollars is going to cost you. What we really want, what you really want is to take a million dollars, take all that wealth and paste it on top of your current lifestyle, of your current leisurely lifestyle. But you know, deep down, that the, the little common man wants that you have, going to the bar with your friends, doing those little you know, dopamine releases, going on Instagram. You like going on Instagram, Netflix. You like binge watching stuff on Netflix. You like doing those things and you don't want to give it up. And you know that in order to succeed, you have to give that up. You're not afraid of success, but what we're all afraid of is what success is going to cost us. We're jumping into the unknown. We're jumping into these dark waters, these rough, dark waters, and we're supposed to trust these Instagram influencers and these noble people like Tony Robbins and Ed Milet and all these guys who stand up there and say it's totally worth it. But we don't know anybody who's done that. And that's scary. It's stepping outside of our comfort zone. It's making us stand out. It's making us stand out and not necessarily the way we want to stand out. We want to go straight to the success. But deep down, you know that that success is going to cost you these little dopamine releases and these little things that you want. And that you're so afraid, you're so emotionally and physically, psychologically attached to. What I've learned is that we're all afraid of success. We're afraid of what success is going to cost us. And that's what stops us from going to that next level, from taking that leap, from taking that quantum leap, from becoming and building the business that we want. It's because we're afraid of what it's going to cost us. Number nine. Number nine is a big one. Money follows movement. Money follows movement heard a lot of entrepreneurs, successful people, those noble influencers. I heard, I've heard a lot of them say things like, just do, just execute, get things done. Just try, try stuff, do things, try anything. And what I have found is that in periods of inertia inside of my business, when things are not moving, when I'm being lazy, the revenue seems to be the same. And even as I appear to not know what I'm doing and just trying things and being aggressive, money seems to start pouring in. Maybe it drips at first, but over time, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's more enjoyable, right? As long as you're doing things, as long as you're aggressive and you're trying things, money follows movement. And that brings me to number 10, which I believe, I believe this may actually be the secret to everything. And I'm going to take a sip of water <laughs> to really build the suspense. Oh, okay. Number 10, the secret to success is to just freaking go for it. I was talking to somebody the other day, a friend of mine, we were talking about another friend of ours who was struggling in their business. And I told him, I said that I think that my real gift as an entrepreneur, as a leader, is the gift of burden, is to be able to bear the burden of... Uh, doing things that are outside of most people's comfort zone, uh, doing uncomfortable things, um, taking risks, taking challenges. I feel that my gift is to do that. I can remember ever since I was in third grade, I used to tell people I loved the Backstreet Boys. And everybody used to make fun of me for it. And I didn't really get it. And I didn't care that they didn't care. And I've, I've had my back up against the wall for that kind of stuff for as long as I can remember. I've been a West Virginia fan my whole life. I know what that's like. Um, and... Oh, I lost my train of thought there. So I I knew that like my me as a me as a coaching a business coach, what I feel that my real gift is that I can bear the burden for you. I can bear the challenge and the responsibility on my shoulders, so you don't have to. But what I need from you to to be sure that you can do it is I need you to I need you to take the leap. That's why I price it the way I price it because I need to know that you're all in. I need you to take that leap of faith. And, and I know that you're going to do the things that are necessary to ultimately grow your business, right? I find, I watched my brother build his business from nothing, from nothing. And what he's been able to do over his last 365 days in a pandemic has been nothing short of absolutely remarkable, absolutely remarkable. And when I look at him and I look at what he's done and what he's built, I'm like, damn, the dude just went for it. And when I look at Tony Robbins' career, 
So Brunson's career, I look at all these incredible entrepreneurs, even the entrepreneurs that I know, they just went for it. Every time that I said, screw it, I'm going for it. I don't know if it's going to work. What I have no freaking idea. I'm going to do my best. The, 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 the logic I typically use is I sit and I think when I'm 80 years old, when I'm 80 years old and I look back on this decision, will I regret not going for it? And I said, I might, I might. Will I, would I regret going for it even if it doesn't work out? I said, no, of course I wouldn't. I tried, right? And I'm always thinking about regret. I'm always thinking about, you know, in, you know, over time, is this going to be something that I end up regretting? This is why I've hired multiple coaches along my journey. Uh, even if I didn't have the money, even if it scared the hell out of me uh, because it was so expensive and I just didn't know. And I would sit there and I would say, uh, like deep down, I knew I needed help with this thing and I didn't know what to do. And I would sit there and I would think, and I'm like, oh God, like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Uh, and I would say, Sean, if your business doesn't work out, and you're 80 years old, sitting on your porch in your rocking chair, thinking about it, would you regret not, not trying and not going with the coaches? And I said, 100%, 100% I would. If it didn't work out and you did go for it, would you regret going for it? I said, hell no, I wouldn't. I, 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 went, I freaking went for it. I'm so proud of myself for going for it. So I did it and I did it every single time. It's the rocking chair test, the Tony Robbins rocking chair test. It's to think about, think about the regret that you might have if you, if, if you, if you don't go for it. Uh, one, of, one of the coolest experiences over the last year that I've had, my dad makes these, my dad makes these like picture books every year. Uh, really cool books just to kind of recap the year. And, uh, and in one of, at the end of the books, he puts like old timey pictures of like relatives, like grandparents or even like further back that maybe we didn't even know. There's one picture. I don't even know why. I must have just been in the right mindset for this to soak in that at that time. But I, I, I saw this picture of my grandpa and he was, he's passed away. And I think he passed away in 2013. And it was a picture of him. He must've been 12 years old, 13 years old, black and white picture. It looked like old school Brooklyn. And, you know, I, I just, I saw him and I was like, man, like this guy, you know, he's, he's lived a full life. And in this picture, he's probably got problems. He's probably got things that he's thinking about. I walk down the streets in New York right now and I look at everybody in the center of their own universe, all these problems, right? Everyone's, everyone's got all these things. They magnify them inside of their head. Uh, but in that picture right there, if he just did the most risky, crazy, out of the box, if he started doing cartwheels down the street, it would embarrass people or start screaming as loud as he could or, uh, you know, accosting people, trying to get them to buy newspapers or something, no matter what he did right there, it would just be a minor blip on the radar. It would never make its way to me. I would never know. It wouldn't change the course of time. Nothing would be different. Nothing would be different. And 2013, he passed away. Uh, he was awesome. I loved him. Uh, but when you think about when I, when I, when I kind of put it all together, it made me realize that whatever problems I think I have, whatever risks I think I'm really struggling with and that I really, it's super risky is non-existent. It's not real. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. It's a blip on the radar. Everything's a blip on the radar. We're so small. We're so meaningless as, as human beings uh, in this gigantic universe. It, it, you, I could do any, I could, I could throw all my money away right now. I could burn it alive on Instagram live and nothing would matter. Nothing would change. I could do absolutely anything. I could just start, obliterating with profanities right now, nothing would change. It just wouldn't change at all. And when I started realizing that, it started making me realize that these things that you're weighing and these challenges, it, it, they don't exist. They're not real. They're not that hard. They're not, they're, they're not, you know, when I remember when, earlier when I was talking about the coach that I signed up, $5,000 coaching program, I didn't even have the money, but I trusted them. I, I went into credit card debt for the first time of my life. And I was like, I don't know what happens in credit card debt. Turns out nothing, especially if you can pay it back and you made a good investment, right? Like nothing happens. And I was able to leverage other people's money, which I know I have a podcast on that OPM, other people's money. Uh, I, I was able to leverage other people's money to grow my bottom line. And what a cool, uh, what a cool, you know, threshold that was to cross. Tony Robbins always talks about uh, pat, uh, increasing your threshold of control. Now, if something's expensive, I've done it so many times. If I really trust in my gut and believe that I have a good investment on my on my hands, swipe the card. Let's go. I believe it, and it's grown my business every tenfold every single time. Why wouldn't I do that? Right? There's there's so many opportunities out there, and the only thing that stands in the way is this facade of of of, of obstacles and challenges. 
number 10, what I've learned is go for it. Wow, guys, what an episode. This is, I mean, this has to be, I mean, I know I've had like some that were an hour. They were like, uh, they were maybe like, I don't think it was like me recording him just like a monologue, but uh, this is, this is, this is, I mean, this is the best. This is the best one. Yeah, as it should be 365. Let me get some water. Okay. So I have four points here and then the bottom line, then we'll wrap it up and we'll call it a, we'll call it a, call it a journey. Okay. Number one. So this, or I'm sorry, this, this particular, particular segment of the podcast of this podcast is what do I think people want to know about recording a podcast for 365 days? I think the first thing that people are going to want to know is does podcasting work? And plain and simple, it does. Um, I have been surprised over the course of my career, over the course of, no, not my career, but my, my past year at how many people actually listen to this, uh, at how many people listen to podcasts in general. What I think that, what I think that podcasts work really great for is lead nurturing. Lead generation is when you find, you know, you, you get somebody's information and they come into your world, right? Somebody out there is going to never have heard of me. Now they've heard of me. Uh, now they're curious to learn more, right? And now I have 365 podcasts where they can get to know me. They can hear my business style. They can hear who I am. They can see my consistency. And they're building a relationship with me over time uh, where I don't really have to necessarily uh, be very hands-on with them. Anybody who comes into my world now, I can direct them to the podcast and they can listen to a bunch of mine, my stuff. If they like it, they can, they can sign up for the program. They can sign up for any of my programs, right? Like that's an awesome lead generation tool. So I think that absolutely 100% it does. Spotify is not going to be investing $100 million into Joe Rogan's podcast if podcasting isn't effective. I think podcasting is wildly effective. And if you do it right, it's easy. Anchor.com. Every single one of my episodes have been uploaded via anchor.com. I got this microphone for like 50 bucks off of Amazon. It's a nice microphone. I attached it right next to my desk on my windowsill. Lean it over every single time I'm going to do a podcast and I let it ride. It's great. It's awesome. Does podcasting work? 100%. Would I recommend this pathway to others? <clears throat> Would I recommend uh, doing 365 consecutive episodes to others? And the answer is absolutely yes, I would. Now, here's the reason. Here's the reason that I really think that this is valuable. I know I've said this over the course of the year on this show, uh, but the reason that I think it was so valuable was not necessarily lead generation or getting new clients. I, I know that it has helped, helped me with that. But where I think that it really was helpful was the daily, the daily accountability, I guess. I'm a pretty accountable guy, but I guess it was the daily, I'm going to use accountability. It's the daily accountability of getting better, of almost positioning yourself as an authority in in this, in, in whatever industry that you're doing, if you're doing a fitness podcast, you're positioning yourself as an authority and you start, you start embodying what an, what an authority would do. You start embodying learning, you embodying teaching, being a leader, you start doing those things because you almost have to, like one of the things I wanted to do was I never wanted to lie. I wasn't want to come on here and, and, you know, you know, put on the facade of, of being somebody that I wasn't I wanted to give you a real open and honest look. I knew if I was going to be committed to that honesty, I was going to have to do things every day so that you guys could see a real business in action. You were going to have to see challenges and things that I was going to have to do every single day to grow my business. Uh, and that allowed me to keep learning, to keep taking courses, keep taking seminars, keep reading books, keep hiring coaches, keep doing the things that were necessary to grow. Uh, and over 365 days, the magic in it is the accountability to yourself and to the growth and to your audience. You guys, the, loose, the listeners held me accountable because I wanted to almost put on a show for you. I wanted to show you how excellent of a businessman I was. And over the course of a year, I became an excellent businessman. When I started, I was okay. Now I'm, I'm way better. I, when I talk, when I, when I have business consultations, I'm always so surprised at myself about how much I know about business. Um, so would I recommend this to others? I, I would 100%, 100%. And I didn't even advertise this thing. I put it up every once in a while on my story. I never even tried to get anybody in here. I just did it every single day. I was honest. I was open. And I just shared my journey. And 
I know that each one of you would find just as much success by doing it. Uh, Russell Brunson says that uh, there's just magic in doing something consistently for a year, for 365 days. There's just some sort of magic that kind of rallies around you. Money follows movement, right? That's number nine on the list. Okay. Number three, and I'll try to keep this one brief because this is a pretty loaded question. I would think that after a year of doing this and, and working on building a business, if I were starting a business from scratch, how would I do it? This is what I would do, 100%. I would open a, open a business, whatever it was, and I would sell one thing. That's it, one thing. And I would make it expensive. Nothing less than $1,000. Uh, and I would, I would be an absolute savage at trying to find a way to get people to buy it. Lead magnets, lead nurturing, sales funnels, events, freebies. What do I have to do to sell this thing? Do I need and learning sales strategies and what to say on a sales call? Where am I in getting uh, in touch with my, with my ideal customer, uh, creating irresistible offers, all of those things. I would go all in on trying to sell that one thing. I wouldn't sell, when I first started my business, I was selling a $19, $19.99 $19.99 membership, 20 bucks uh, to a virtual thing. And it just put me in a position where it was so hard for me to be successful uh, because it was, it was so, I had to sell so many of them. It just, it just, just didn't make sense. Um, and I just, I just didn't see it from that perspective when I first started. So if I were starting over right now, plain and simple, I would follow, I would, I would follow my ONE one business model. And this is what I teach all of my clients. One, I would sell one thing and I'd make it expensive. And I would, I would be so focused on that. I'd follow my nine steps, which I've created this like nine step process that allows me to, uh, that the la I sell one thing, make it expensive. I have nine steps to making that one thing uh, successful as a product. Nine steps to do that. And then E, endurance. I would not stop until I made $100,000. I probably, if I was doing it again, probably wouldn't stop until I made a million dollars. I think that'd be, I think that's the move. And I've also heard that from Russell Brunson. So I wouldn't doubt what he said. I would just go with it. Um, so that's what I would do. If I was starting a business again, I'd follow that one, O-N-E, one system, sell one thing, follow the nine steps. And I wouldn't stop trying to figure out how to sell until I made a hundred thousand or a million dollars. That's exactly what I would do. Okay. The last question, the one we've all been waiting for. <clears throat> Great water. So hot. <sighs> So a year ago, Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson, and I think it's in Traffic Secrets as well. If you record a podcast every single day for an entire year and release it, release a new episode every day for an entire year, you'll never have money problems again. I would say that a year ago when I started, I won't say that I was struggling, but I didn't have any idea what I was doing. I didn't know how to put the pieces together. And of course, like from month to month, I was always reinvesting. I was always doing things. And I had plenty of, plenty of challenges and concerns along the way. First of the month, paying bills, always tough. And I'm not going to say that I, I'm not going to say that I, I, I don't have money problems anymore. Cause I still, I still do the, I still do the uh, stay broke mentality, but my problems are different. My problems are now. Now, this is what I'll say. If I wanted to, if I wanted to just and just do what I'm doing right now, I'd be fine. I'd be, I would be absolutely fine. Uh, the money problems would, 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 not, would not exist. But since I am constantly trying to be better, I'm trying to grow and still do things. What I'll say is that my money problems a year ago were, can I, can I buy you know, this $150 course? Now my, now my concern is, can I invest in this $11,000 program or this $5,000 coaching program or something like that? Uh, so the money concerns and the problems still exist, but they're significantly higher. Like the threshold is significantly higher. Um, and I plan on keeping it that way for as long as possible. The revenue has gone way up, way up over the last 300, like crazy way up. But I wouldn't say that it has eliminated my problems because I don't, if I had eliminated my problems, I would either be like wildly fortunate and lucky and have stumbled upon something amazing or not trying to grow my business. Um, so I wouldn't, so for people that are for doing this, I think you can expect if you're committed to it, I think that you can expect 
the revenue in your business to go way, way hot, way higher. If you do it, if you do it the right way, if you do it the same way I did it, revenue will go way higher. But if you're doing it the right way, you'll also still be reinvesting in a year. So you'll still have challenges and concerns like any $200 course I want, I'll go great. I'll go grab now. Uh, but now I'm investing at a higher level. I'm looking for greater returns. So I'm investing in things that are significantly more expensive. So after 365 days, do I still have money problems? Yes, with a caveat, right? So that was, that, that's my response. Um, so would I recommend that you do it? I 100% recommend if you're having trouble with revenue, uh, if you're having trouble with, with, uh, if you're having trouble with building your business there, I don't see, I, just, I think you're silly to not do this because the journey that it takes you on is incredible. Uh, and I really believe the simple act of doing going forward every single day is going to dramatically increase the revenue. It's going to show you the growth strategy in your business. I'll tell you this. I'm not worried about it anymore. I'm not worried about what's going to happen after 200, after I spent 200 bucks on a, on a course, I'm not worried about it anymore. I, I feel comfortable and I know it's going to happen. I'm very comfortable spending thousands on coaching, coaching courses, mentorships, and seminars, uh, because I've seen such incredible returns over the past. It just makes sense. It's good investment. Uh, and that's where I stand right now. Okay. So the last thing, uh, I was sitting there in the shower today, shit, sitting there in the shower, just thinking of not sitting, but standing. Uh, and I was just thinking about like all the stuff I wanted to say, all the stuff that I wanted to talk about and all the stuff that we have talked about over the last, we've been, we've gone through, we've gone to so many different places, but I wanted to put like, I wanted to put like a bottom line on it. I wanted to say, I wanted to like really like wrap it. I wanted to tie a bow on, on everything that we've done. And, and I was thinking about like, what, what, what would I say if I could, if I could, everything that I've learned in the year from podcasting, from growing a business, from learning, from everything I've done, everything that I've done, the people I've met, the coaches I've had, the courses I've taken, the books that I've read, everything. What would be the one thing, the one sentence, if I could put it under there, one sentence that I would put, that I would, I would say to wrap it all up. Now I didn't, I came, I couldn't do it in one sentence, but I did it in three, three small sentences. And this is what I got. Every answer that you're looking for is right under your nose. The only thing standing in the way of you getting it is this facade of challenges, of obstacles, of fear. Just go for it. Just go for it. I like to think of entrepreneurship and, and the challenges of me just saying this as, as this, like a steel curtain. I, if you guys ever been in New York or you've been in like a theater, you know, I always think of Radio City Music Hall in New York City, this big, beautiful, historic venue in New York. And they have these huge curtains up on stage. And those, those curtains represent fear to me. And every time I've tried to get into a new level, a new echelon of business, of success, of achievement, of wealth, Every time there's been this huge curtain of fear that has been in my way. And I was so nervous and scared about doing it. And what got me through it every single time was me just knowing I had to do it. That if there was, if I was going to succeed, I had to go through it. So every time I'd walk so slowly and scared and tentatively up to that curtain of fear, I'd walk up to it. I'd touch it. I'd get nervous. I'd back away. And finally, I bust right through it. I'd rip it open. I'd get onto the other side and I'd realize there's nothing back here. There's nothing back here. It's just an empty stage. And every time it's just big, this grand buildup. And every time I've done it, I've gotten through it. The only thing standing in the way for me going for it was just fear, was the emotions. Guys, the answer that you come here looking for, the strategy, the blueprint, the step-by-step -step process that you've come here 365 days looking for every day is right under your nose. It is so simple. It is so easy. And it's almost too easy. The secret to success is so simple, is so basic, so easy that you don't even notice it, that you don't even recognize it. It is right under your nose. Trust your gut. Work hard take risks, outwork people, blast through the resistance, stay disciplined. All of these things that successful people from our entire lives have preached for years and years, centuries, millennia, all the way back to Jesus. He's saying these things in the Bible, folks. 
When you go back and you look at every one of these, they're all saying the same thing. Go for it. Trust your instincts. Take risks. Just do. Execute. Believe. And we think that's too simple. It's too easy. We think that there has to be some other marketing scheme, certain words that I put on my website, video creation that I make that is going to bring us to the promised land. And I promise you, that's not the case at all. It's simplicity. It's authenticity. It's love. It is helping people. It is serving people at a higher level than anybody else. It is being detailed. It is not cutting corners. It's doing whatever it takes. Just go for it. If I could teach you anything over the course of these 365 days is that every answer that you're looking for is right under your nose. The only thing standing in the way of you getting it is this facade of fear and obstacles and challenges. Just do it. Just go for it. That's the game. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being a part of this journey. This freaking crazy journey. 365 straight days. I'm thankful. I'm grateful. I've really left it all on the floor here uh, in this episode. And uh, we will not see you back here tomorrow at 6 o'clock in the morning for the next episode of the Sean Light Podcast. We will interview July 12th, most likely, for the next episode of the Sean Light Podcast. We're turning into a new chapter here. We're going to bring in guests. We're going to bring things. We're going to bring, it's going to be a whole new, it's going to be a whole new setup. Um, but we're still going to bring it. We're still going to give you the value. We're still going to bring it to you consistently all the time. Uh, and we're just going to take, we're just going to take this podcasting game to the next level. Thank you, everyone, everyone, for being a part of this journey. I'm so, man, gratitude has been such a big part of this, of this, of this last 365 days. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'm walking around the streets of New York, just being like, damn, I'm just so grateful to live in the world that I live in and for the life that I live. I'm, it's just, it's just amazing all from top to bottom. And I thank you all for being, you know, being a part of it, being part of my journey. And I hope that, I hope that over the last, I hope that over the last 365 days, I've been able to help you even the slightest bit for, uh, you know, in, in your journey and in, on, on your path. I've greatly appreciated everybody who's reached out and sent emails and messages and texts about the podcast, you know, telling me what you liked, what you didn't like, what you learned, uh, what I can, what I can improve upon. I, I've, I've greatly appreciated all of it. Uh, and it's just, been, it's just been a wonderful ride. So thank you all for being a part of it. Uh, we'll see you back here on July 12th for the next episode of the Sean Light Podcast. Things are changing. Thank you for being a part of it. And I look forward to the next chapter. Everyone, have a wonderful day. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sean Light. 365 days signing off one last time. We'll see you July 12th. Ladies and gentlemen, have a wonderful day. See ya. Did you know you can work one-on-one -on -one with Sean for free for 30 days to help you build your fitness business? If you want to learn more about how to take advantage of our 30-day runway coaching program, head over to 4acoaching.com and schedule your free momentum call. That's the number 4acoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this episode, and we'll see you back here tomorrow for the next episode of the Sean Light Podcast.